Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the second episode of the Veteran Minority Podcast. I appreciate y'all um, kicking it with me, you know. <sighs> what happened? I don't know what happened this past Saturday or this past Thursday. Or I don't know what's going on with these young brothers out here in the NFL. Um, I just want to talk about that because I just want to dedicate some time talking about that because this is crazy. So first things first. Them goddamn Cowboys. I have to say, and I hate saying this because I, I don't like the Cowboy fans. I have nothing against the team. I don't like the fans, but I do have to say this, and it is hurting me to say this because I so gleefully hate the Cowboys and I hate seeing, I like seeing their fans in pain. And I, and I, and their fans in pain, you know, brings me great joy, but you know, when they're happy, it brings me the equal pain that they feel when they lose. So right now I'm in pain, but I have to give respect where respect is due. They look dangerous. Um, I don't think their offense play well at all. I think Dak Prescott will, is, you know, what he is. But I think they've built strong enough around him that if their defense can play how they played on Thursday night and they can just run the ball because a run game travels, I don't like what I'm saying, but it's possible. But I don't. I know the Cowboys, but it is possible that they could do something. And I'm not going to say nothing else besides that. I'm not going to get all crazy and start saying all types of fantastical stuff. But... The Cowboys could do something with their running game. Ezekiel Elliott, the weapon that he is, the backfield with Amari Cooper, and that dude is a great wide receiver, great route runner. They can do something. I don't know what that something is. I'm not going to say all that, but they can do something, something. And um, that was that was the most impressive thing from Thursday night that I was like, just stunned by is the defense man the defense was on point they were stopping the new orleans saints and drew Brees. like all they do is throw touchdowns especially in domes like if you get drew Brees on some real turf he'll struggle everybody know that get him on some real grass out there in the open and some elements but you get drew Brees, drew Brees in a climate controlled environment man on that astro turf man he's unstoppable damn near and they got stopped and that's, that was very, very, man, that was incredibly surprising. That was hell of a job by the Cowboys, and I got to give that up to them because I so I talk I talk trash to a lot of Cowboys fans. So I will give respect where respect is due. That defense looks serious. You stopped a, a, a very credible offense, a prolific offense, top 10 offense. Y'all held them to 10 points, you know, hey. And y'all won the game ultimately, no matter how your offense looked because the Saints have a good defense too. So I don't want to get hung up on – how the Cowboys' off offense looked simply because Saints' defense is no joke this year. And that's interesting in, in itself that we're saying that at this point of the season. The Saints have a real good defense as well. So, yeah, the, the Cowboys won a defensive struggle with the New Orleans Saints. That doesn't even sound like what, what we should be saying coming out of that Thursday night game. Like, I'm sure everybody in America thought that the Cowboys were going to get trounced. It was going to be 48 to 10. Dak Prescott and them boys probably going to turn it over. Zeke was probably going to maybe have a couple touchdowns, but or 48, 14, whatever. I don't know. Zeke would probably have a couple touchdowns, but that's about it. They probably turned the ball over a lot or something, but that is not what happened. The Cowboys made it a, 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 
a brawl and they won. And so, hey, hey, you know, I don't I don't want to get carried away like Jerry Jones talk about how them, they're, they're different cats now. And I don't want to get carried away like some Cowboys fans out there are acting like it's the Super Bowl. But I do think that this type of win could boost their confidence. Now, it was at home, but, you know, you, you know, you know, you got to give respect where respect is due. So. I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna hate on the Cowboys at this point. I still think they ain't gonna be shit. But that's just a personal bias. So objectively speaking, good on you. Good on you. Alright, continuing on. SEC championship. My Bulldogs. That's why I said I'm in pain, y'all. <laughs> I'm in so much pain. Like the Cowboys won. And I had to deal with that and then so going into Saturday I'm like yo George we got to beat Alabama man you know we're on the come up Alabama is the immovable object or the or the uh unstoppable force or they're both really they're this unstoppable force and the immovable object like man what the hell can you do with that but we we on the come up and I seen it we got Kirby we got some run game we got quarterback now we got quarterback now we, Georgia normally keeps a decent quarterback though But yeah we got a quarterback And we lost last year And I had to deal with that pain for a year And You know That was a lot to deal with But I did it like a trooper And Georgia hurt me man So I had to see if it was real So I stayed away from them this season And I, I kept a close ear to see how they was doing And we made it back to the SEC championship So I took my ass to Buffalo Wild Wings I said, I'm going to support my boys. We're going to do it. They lost last year. They motivated. They motivated the, the, the Hail Mary, second and 26, blown coverage. We're, gonna, we, we're back. And we did it again. They lost again. They broke my heart again. And Georgia, man. Yeah. So, <sighs> shouts out to Alabama. Y'all the most consistent, well-coached, non-mistake-making, don't-outthink-yourself type of team from the top to the bottom. Only times Alabama lose is when Alabama beats themselves. If Alabama does not beat themselves, the other team is going to beat themselves. And that's what Alabama banks on every time. I'm not even going to talk about the first half because the first half doesn't even matter because we lost the second half at Kirby Smart on third and 11 with three minutes to go. And you have If you did a little pooch punt, you probably could get them pinned back. Maybe not... Inside the 10, maybe, maybe not, though. But he went for it on a fake. And I was just sitting at the sports bar like, why? Like, why? I was really looking at the TV like, what happened? That's the theme of this whole weekend is what happened. This whole sports weekend is what happened. What happened? What was he? Oh, God. He didn't believe in Jalen Hurt. He didn't believe in you can't keep giving Nick Saban the ball. Over and giving him mistakes in short field. I said, okay, the, the game was 21, 28 14. Well, I think it was like midway through the third quarter. Georgia was driving. We were driving. I turned to someone and I said, if Georgia does not score a touchdown on this drive right here, it was this day, this one, the game was 28 14. I said, if Georgia does not score a touchdown right here on this drive, this game is not over, and they can still lose this game. And it was, I don't know, it was like five minutes left in the third quarter. And what happened? We didn't score a touchdown, and then we missed the freaking field goal. 
So we got zero points. All we did was run off time, and then Alabama comes down, and they score, 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 and we don't score any more points at all. And there's your game. You know, we can't finish them. We can never finish them because we were always, you, when you're playing a team like Alabama, they get inside your mind so deep that you, you just overthink yourself. You just overthink yourself like third and 11. The situation says punt. You're trying to go for a fake punt on third and 11. And you didn't even throw it. You called a run play? Yo, Kirby Smart, man. Yo. Yo, man. That's, yo, man. That's the crap right there that, like, I'm sorry, y'all. This is really getting to me because the blown coverage last year, I was like, okay, cool. The youngin, you know, he didn't know. I don't know how. I don't. That's uh, that's un, that's unbelievable too. If you look, think about it, like on the second and twenty-six, that's the last thing you let happen is to throw over the top. But Jesus Christ, leave it to the Georgia Bulldogs to do some dumb. Stuff when they can win the game, and or or at least keep the game in their favor. Like you play field position at that point, Kirby. I'm not even a football coach. I understand the fundamentals. You don't you don't go for a fake on third and eleven on your side of the field or at the fifty. The fifty, dude. I guess Alabama. Like yo. All right, all right, yeah. So um, thank you, Georgia, for that. Um, thank you. Thank you. And then so you go continuing on to later that night, you have the Deontay Wilder fight. Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury fight. Now, I want to say this for the record. I did not watch. I've seen Deontay Wilder fight more than I thought I had. Because when I watched his highlights, I was like, okay, I've seen this dude fight before. Um, on other people's undercards and things like that when he was on the come up. But he never looked especially skilled to me. And so I've never seen Tyson Fury fight at all. Like, not whatsoever, you know. Um, I just heard of his name over in the UK because he's a heavyweight. And I think he was going to fight Klitschko and then Anthony Joshua. Was supposed to, it was some, It was some, a big controversy. Something about who was going to fight who and who was ducking who. I remember reading about it because I follow boxing news. So I'm aware of the names. I'm aware of Tyson Fury's name, but I've never seen him box. So I was, I was leading up to the fight. I was talking to one of my friends who's, you know, a boxing aficionado. The dude has boxed in his life. You know, he trains at the wildcard gym in L.A. You know, he, um, he's, yeah, he's, he's very plugged into the sport. Everywhere he goes, you know, he makes sure he keeps himself plugged into the sport no matter where. And so he's a very credible source when talking boxing. And he basically told me, like, look, man, Deontay Wilder has two punches. Deontay Wilder has a, a jab and a right, a straight right. That's it. And he was saying that Tyson Fury can box and is a, and is a, and is a very athletic boxer that can move out of the way and, and use defense and put punches together. And I'm thinking like, you know, I'm being typical black dude. I'm like, yeah, nah, nah, man. I'm rocking with Deontay Wilder. I'm not, I'm not rejecting what he's saying, but I'm not agreeing with it either because I'm like, I don't want to hear none of that. I just want to, I'm going for Wilder. You know what I'm saying? Wilder's black. He's American. You know what I mean? He gonna get the job done. We gonna bring the titles or we gonna keep the titles, I guess he's, or, or whatever. We, we gonna be the heavyweight champion of the world unified. And so, that's what I was on. I didn't. Really, I understood what he was saying. Like, yo, this dude has real skill. This brother does really doesn't have skill. But I guess I got. I fed into the the uh, the hype beast that can be the knockout that in boxing and the knockout percentage in boxing. A lot of people think because you have a high knockout percentage and you know you knock a lot of people out that you know you have a high advantage or just be or just power in itself 
is just uh, the great equalizer. And I guess it is. It is the great equalizer in sports. But the thing about boxing is, and I learned this from my friend and hanging out in boxing gyms around amongst people that he was around. Uh, if you if you don't have a way to set up that power or set traps for your power, you kind of negate your power. So I learned that's what I learned when I watched this fight. Deontay Wilder came out, and yeah, he throws bombs, and when he connected, you saw he dropped him twice, put him on the mat twice, like. And the second time, the twelve, I don't even know how he got up. Like he said, Jesus at the post fight press conference, he said Jesus Christ woke him up. I totally believe that. Like Jesus Christ came into his body and was like, look, bro, you got to get up. You know what I'm saying? Because Deontay Wilder hit him with a flush right, and he came with like a left. And as he was falling and clipped him and then, yo, his head hit the mat. I don't even know how he got up. His eyes was glazed and then he just popped up and just was ready to finish the fight and came back and threw some bombs. But not only that, though, those are just the knockouts that Deontay Wilder was landing. That's four rounds, four points, however you want to look at it. But the rest of the fight, like he was just getting outboxed and he didn't do anything. He was throwing wild and he he didn't have any 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 other strategy besides... Jab and throw my bomb. Jab and throw my bomb. Jab and throw my bomb. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't throw his right to the body at all. He didn't try to use any variation in his punches to get to his money punch. Because he's not that good in my personal opinion. So I think that exposed him as a boxer on the highest levels. Because Tyson Fury was using his defense. He was using his feigning. He was jabbing. He was landing. And then later in the fight, he started landing flush shots. You've seen... Uh, um, uh, Deontay Wilder's eye His eye was like Puffed up He was at his post fight Press conference Eyes swole closed And he even said In his, po uh, his post The post fight uh, Press conference He even said That he didn't stick To the game plan He said that The game plan Was to throw to the body more Which makes sense <laughs> Especially when the dude Is doing nothing But feigning you He wasn't even jabbing you He wasn't hitting you With nothing A lot of times You were frozen Because he was feigning you But he didn't throw To the body He said Because he said He was trying to Go for the knockout He said he overextended Himself and he was trying to, he was rushing his punches. He kept describing his rush, rushing his punches. And it's like, dude, what you did is you choreographed your punches and Buddy timed you all night. And you did land a couple bombs. And yeah, when you landed them, he went out. But he racked up such a bleed that I thought he won the fight. And that's another thing. Like I said, the theme of the weekend is what happened. Like how that fight ended up a draw, I don't know. Um, maybe it could be a draw. Like I said, depending if you gave him one of the, if you gave... Deontay Wilder, maybe one of the two early rounds. Maybe it's a draw. But I don't see how it's a split decision with Wilder on one card winning by four points. That's interesting. Um, so, yeah. I definitely will watch the rematch because that was a very entertaining fight. Uh, I was, and, and also, I was very disgusted at Wilder. I wanted him to get knocked out at one point because he just looked like a big oaf. He looked like Frankenstein in the ring, like no... He didn't look very fluid at all. He looked clunky. He looked he looked on he looked unorthodox, I guess. But and 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 if that's his style, I don't know how long he's gonna beat top flight boxers like Tyson Fury, unless. But then again, he landed the two bombs and got a draw. So maybe I just need to shut the hell up because whatever he's doing is working for him. But I just would like to see a little bit more variance in setting up his punches. I understand that you want to throw your right, bro. I understand that that's your money punch. Floyd Mayweather had a money punch too. But you got to be able to do other things so that when you effectively, so that they can be focused on do, defending other aspects that the, the, your opponent could be. And I don't even know why I'm saying this. I'm not even a boxer. But you know what I'm saying? You got you to gotta make them worry about other aspects of, um, of their defense. You know what I'm saying? If you're throwing to the head all day, all he could do, he's going to just slip you and duck you and faint you. 
You know what I'm saying? And toy with you because he didn't respect him at all. I didn't think he respected him at all. And had he had he shown some more respect for him, he might have knocked him out, honestly, in my opinion. So, and my friend did say that he possibly could knock him out. So that's, you know, the real deal right there. Tyson Fury looked like the better fighter all night. I don't know how uh, Wilder got a draw. Uh, uh, well, a split decision anyway. I mean, that's, it's a split decision with the third card being a draw. So that's what that means. Um, 113 113 one the, the one judge had it 115 uh 115 111 for wilder and actually i have the scorecard hold on let me pull up the scorecard give me a second y'all pull up this yeah because one the one he gave like the dude in question gave wilder like every like 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 the first four rounds and i'm like yo dude i don't believe that i don't believe that at all i don't think he did it enough in the first four rounds but even if you gave him the first two rounds i guess the fight would still be close um and then the four points from the knockdowns like i said i can i can see i can see a draw i don't agree with a draw because deontay wilder in my opinion um looked did not look um like he had any strategy he didn't look like he had any concept of what to do besides throw his right hand and his jab so yeah the the judge that gave Deontay that 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 caused the split decision to go though for those of you that um, are upset with that his name is Alejandro Rochin he gave he scored the fight one fifteen one eleven he gave Deontay Wilder the first four rounds so on his scorecard Tyson Fury didn't get on the board until the fifth round and then he has Tyson Fury winning rounds five six and seven Wilder went one round eight. He gave him round nine because of the knockdown. And then he gave him round 12 as a 10-8 round because of knockdown. So he has him 115-111. Maybe I need to rewatch the fight, and I probably will do so. But I don't see it. I don't see 115-111. Uh, because I thought he got outboxed. I thought he was, I thought he was utterly outclassed, to, believe, to, to be honest with you. I thought, he looked, I thought he was outclassed. So, yeah. But So what happened with that? I don't know. I don't know. We're going to see the rematch. And hopefully, I think in the rematch, Tyson Fury will be more aggressive. And he'll just get him out of there. Because this dude, he doesn't have any other style. And he's even said he said in his post fight press conference he said he said he said he's yo his style is his style that's what he said so I'm like yo bro all right you gonna be up there with some elite dudes with some real hands and they gonna they they gonna be boxing you and your eyes gonna be way more swollen you gonna get way more tired he said his he hyperextended his arm because he said he was rushing his punches and throwing it too high no bro he was slipping and ducking you and you were punching the ropes and hitting the air and that shit was hurting your arm bro that's what happened. Dang, dude. Like, you didn't throw it to the body at all. You wasn't trying to hit nothing at all. You were trying to make any contact and slow him down. Or make him think twice about standing in front of you fainting. You know, man, get Wilder out of here. Seriously. I'm not impressed. You know what I'm saying? And, um... So, before I get out of here, though... I'm about to get on to the last topic of the episode. That's my dog. That's my dog. Yo, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right, now. All right, now, Chaz. Hush. Hush, 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 hush. Talk about the um, these young dudes in the NFL, man. I don't know what's going on in the NFL. I don't know who these brothers are around, but Reuben Foster and Kareem Hunt. They need somebody to pull their coattails, man, because it can't it can't be this, dude. You keep, Kareem Hunt especially, man. Like, 
my brother, you caught on video kicking and punching. For those of y'all don't know, Kareem Hunt was released from the Chiefs. I'm pretty sure everybody knows because everybody got phones. Kareem Hunt was released from the Chiefs because a video surfaced from back in February of him kicking and shoving a woman. And I'm like, dude, like, dude, really? First of all, as a man, like, that's that's not what it is. A man, as a man, that's not a very masculine thing. As a contra, I don't know what some men may think it does, but it doesn't. That's not that doesn't make you a man. That doesn't make you hard. That doesn't make you. I don't know. So as a man, you're already off the man code because men don't step to women with aggression like that, like to smack them and kick them and stuff like that. Like I don't know what's wrong with the brother on that. Second part is dog. Your paper. Your money, your bucks, bro. You're 22, man. This is as good as it's gonna get for you. You know what I'm saying? Like brothers, brothers at 22 is not making however much money he's making. I know he's making money. They're not making that from here, bro. Your paper's only gonna go down, and now you kicked out the league. You can't get your money right. So I don't know who, what dudes you hanging around, man. What what OGs you got in your life? But you definitely need some because at the end of the day, like you, it can't be this, my man. You can't you can't be messing up your dough and messing up your reputation as a man because a woman is. Disrespecting you or or you bugging or whatever the case may be that leads you and it and it ultimately leads to you getting caught on camera beating her up like you know what I mean and I understand he's twenty two and he's young but yo come on man like it's we live in an era now where I know brothers seen social brothers see what's happening out here like you see like they're not playing with you especially the brothers. When the punter for for the New York Giants was beating his wife and the NFL security knew about it, nobody said anything. You know what I'm saying? They 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 hid it from everybody, and they they tried to get him help. When you brothers, when you get caught smacking your girl up for whatever, it doesn't matter. You get plastered front row, front page news, just to show the bad nigga again. Look, the unruly nigga again, abusive, violent nigga. And come on, man, you gotta be smarter. You gotta think deeper in the game, and you need to put yourself around some dudes that think deeper in the in the game. If you can't, that's not. It can never be that, man. It can't be that on on multiple levels. It can never be that. It can never be that as a man. You can't, yo, She, if she's bringing you to the point where you need to, yo, let me talk to the young dudes. I'm 29. I'm not an old dude, but I know my dad gave me this game, and I'm going to give it to the young dudes right now. If there's any young dudes that, that make, this makes this to, or any old dudes out here that could give it to the young dudes. Yo, man, if you're with a woman, and you even get the feeling that you want to put your hands on her seriously, you need to leave her. Because she, that's not your woman, man. A woman that will make you feel like you need to hit her in that way or do anything like that is not your woman, man. And I understand people get arguing and they fight, fuss and fight. But it should never get to the point where you shoving and kicking and punching and knocking out and all this other craziness, man. Spitting on, even if she's spitting on you or whatever the case, whatever happens. It doesn't matter because it should never be none of that. And I know you young and dudes like, you know, they like, you know, wild chicks, man. That's not good for you. And that's not good for your money in the long run. Because now, look, man, ain't nobody going to touch you. You see Ray Rice been begging to get in the league. Now, you're younger. So somebody, they'll probably wait a year or so and deal with the deal with the public backlash after, you know what I mean, everything gets cleared up with you in court. But it's not a good look, my man. You know? So, and same thing with Ruben Foster. They, they on TV... Slandering this man's name because you know he may or may not have hit a chick. But the thing about him is he's he's under the same boat. It's the same thing for you too. Both of y'all young, y'all both of y'all young bucks, man. Y'all need to understand that you can't be around women that's lying on you, bringing you drama, trying to fight you, 
physically attack you, physically like disrespect you and your mama or verbally assault you or anything like that, man. That is not healthy. You are dog. You would have you did. You guys are the alpha dudes, man. You getting all the money. Yo, doesn't yo this? You should be able to control your environment a lot better than that, man. And if not, and I understand, dude, young dudes make mistakes. I've made mistakes, and that's cool. But yo, man, you can't be. It can't be on camera. You kicking and punching women ever. Like I don't even think young. I don't even think youth is an acceptable excuse for that. Because like it just you live in an era, man, where you know you guys know y'all see the videos too. I know young, especially young black kids. Y'all be on, they be on the phone. So I know y'all seen the Ray Rice. You seen it, and you seen the Chris Brown, and y'all know how this goes down. You know how this goes down, especially in the NFL where the fan base is majority white. Come on, man, you guys gotta understand. Y'all in a business, man, and y'all y'all political. Y'all, it's all political. All this game that you in, and and how they using you, how they plaster you on TV. How they talking about you, both of y'all, for abusing women. Like, black men just can't control themselves and just be around a bunch of women that just, you know what I mean? And you messing up your paper in the long run, you know? Because people fold to public pressure. Especially when white people was talking about boycotting and removing sponsorships. I understand brothers want to get their money playing football, but gotta be, got to be smarter than that. You can't ever, ever, it should never, ever, 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 ever in your life. And any man, really, it should never, ever, ever. In your life, resort to you shoving your girl down and smacking her or whatever. You know, you need to leave her alone. As hard as it may be, man, just leave her alone. It'll be better for both of y'all. Because it should never be any physical abuse, man. No, no nothing like that. And I'm, I don't want to end the podcast on this note, but I got to end it on that note. Because, the, yeah, we can't have, I'm tired of seeing, you know, like I said, from the Ray Rice to the Chris Brown situation. Just a lot of young brothers, they always, and they're going to nail us to the wall. And then they give the Harvey Weinsteins and they give the white dudes, the, the white Brock Turner dudes who rape white girls and shit and rape, rape any woman, really. They give them like a little pass and they give them a smack on the wrist and they allow them to continue on and mature in society. But you don't get that same opportunity, especially in the NFL. They look at you like you should be grateful that you're in the NFL and that you can get, you know, you're, you, you should be like you guys aren't putting in work. It's like you should be happy, happy that you're making those millions. I say fuck that. Don't be happy. You know what I'm saying? Because you're putting in work too. But also, my brothers, be smarter. Just be smarter. You don't got to be an intellectual genius to understand that, man. You can't, it can't, I'm going to stress this again. It can never, ever be that. It can never be physical violence on a woman, ever. And if women making you feel that way, and if you're a man that feels like that's how you have to get your kicks because you need to make a woman feel sub, some subordinate to you by that, then you need to go to therapy. For real. You know? All right. Well, I appreciate everybody for kicking it with me once again. Um, this is the second episode I'm going to try to release this Like I said One to two times a week I'm just going to just You know The various news topics of the week I'm just going to You know Gather my thoughts I'm just going to record A little something, something And I'm going to drop it And it's going to be on YouTube And mainly on my YouTube and Twitter And then from there I'm going to branch out So I appreciate everybody Who downloaded the first episode And listened to the first episode uh, Please subscribe Or whatever To my YouTube page And things like that uh, Demetrius Collins On YouTube uh, You can subscribe to me And um Twitter at the veteran at, at my Twitter is at veteran minority. So um, thank you for that. And yeah, till next time. Peace.